episode is Logic with Logan. Madison and I will be exploring the real number system. What is that? The real number system puts every single number into a category. Whole numbers, fractions, and decimals. Alright. What are the categories? There are five regions that the numbers can be sorted into. Sorted into. Irrational, rational, integers, whole numbers, and natural numbers. Irrational are decimals that never end or have no repeating patterns, like pi or the square root of 128. What's the square root of 128? Hold up. Let me... Get my phone. You getting your calculator? Yeah. So, 128. Yep. 11.3137. It just keeps going. I'm not reading all the digits. That is a long number. Yep, that's irrational numbers. Then we have rational numbers. They're the simpler ones that have repeating patterns or they end, such as 1 half or 1.09. That is way easier than the square root of 128. <laughs> yeah. What are the other categories? The, re the rest branch off of rational numbers. Integers are every single whole number. Negatives and positives, including zero. Whole numbers are every positive number, including zero. Natural numbers are only positive numbers, no zero. Each category is identified with a letter. Irrational is I, rational is Q. Integers are Z. Whole numbers are W, and natural numbers are N. Why are rational and integers both random letters? Their starting letter usually stands for other mathematical terms. R usually stands for the rate of change or all real numbers. I stands for irrational. Oh, alright. Are we going to practice them? Exactly. Sissy, what categories would 12 go under? Well, 12 is a whole number, so it would go under rational. And all the other ones below, integer, whole number, natural numbers. Correct. Logan, what would two one-fifths go under? Two one-fifths, it's a fraction. It would equal seven-fifths if we converted it. If we make it easier to read, it would be 0 0.14, which ends. So it's rational and nothing else. Correct. A really difficult one. What would pi go under? I wonder. Maybe irrational? Maybe. Well, is that already the end? Of course not. We could go wow. hours speaking of real numbers. But we still have a few more topics in the discussion. Ever heard of properties? Unfortunately, yes. Madison, do you remember any of them? Um, distributive, reflexive, symmetric, Good. and zero property? Four out of nine. Good thing this isn't a quiz. <laughs> I was never good at the properties or anything to do with memorizing words. Well, let this be a reminder. Would you like to know the other five? Sure. Throw it at me. Ow. Transitive, commutative, associative, identity, and inverse. What do your four do? Hmm, it's hard to describe them. Distributive means to distribute a value outside parentheses to the values inside. Symmetric is, well, if A equals B, then B equals A. Just flip the values onto the opposing side. Reflexive is when a value equals itself, or an infinite solution, X equals X. Property of zero is anything multiplied by zero equals zero. Always. Sounds right. Do you remember any of the other ones I said? Uh, identity property is like looking into a mirror. X plus zero equals X, or X times one equals X. Is it associative when order doesn't matter? No, that's commu commutative. 
x plus y can be y plus x and it wouldn't it won't matter associative is when grouping doesn't matter if we have x y and z we could group x and y together or we could group y and z together their answer will s will still be the same is that the last one we still have inverse and transitive uh, i don't remember those ones inverse is when you multiply or add a value by its opposite to cancel it such as one and negative one or negative five multiplied by negative one fifth transitive is a bit longer and one a lot of people don't enjoy if a equals b and b equals c then a equals b what since a is equal to b and b is equal to c a would be equal to c it's like when we have an equation that has a very very variable in it and it asks us to input the value of the variable such as x equals four that's our next part of the discussion actually Please explain it to me. I'm a visual learner, so this is difficult to understand. Hopefully, you brought a pencil and paper. If you're a visual learner, this part may be easier then. We're going over algebraic expressions. Oh. Do you know this one? Yeah, I'm an algebra. I should hopefully know this one. It's when an expression consists of numbers, variables, and operations. Correct. Do you remember how to solve them? like terms or they'll tell us what the value of the variables are exactly want to show them a few examples with me sure y squared plus b y is equal to four and b is equal to three uh so once we add the constants we can start four squared is equal to 16. 16 plus three is 19 so the answer is 19. Mm-hmm. what would a b minus c a equals three b equals two and c equals eight 3 times 2 is 6. 6 minus a is negative 2. What category of real numbers does that go under? Oh god, um, uh, rational of course, and integer. That's it. Woo! Correct! Cool. Now for like terms. Like terms are when you can add them together. You can't add a constant and a coefficient together because they don't share the same value, such as 3 and 6x. But, in the case of 3 plus 6x plus 2x, you can add 6 and 2 together. That would equal 3 plus 8x. Exactly. That's when you're dealing with perimeters. You can add all the like terms for the sides together. If a triangle has measurements with variables in them, you can create your own expression. On the left side, you have 2x plus 1. Right side is just x, and the base is 3x. You can create the expression 3x plus 2x plus 1 plus x, or 6x plus 1. What about distributive property? What about it? When distributing a value, what do you do if you have an x outside of the parentheses, and there are only constants inside? Add them after the constant. Make them a coefficient. All right. Sissy, do you remember inequalities? Yes, but I can't remember how to express them on the number lines. Whoa, you're getting a bit ahead. What are they, first of all? Greater than or less than. The little mouths that eat the larger numbers. Example time! How would you write a number less than 10? You practically just said it. Oh, well, true. Well, we can do the equal to's. What would a min minimum of 5 look like? Uh, well, you can either be five or higher. So it'd be a number is greater than or equal to five. Good job. Thank you. 
when you are dealing with a plane less than or greater than, are they open or closed circle on number lines? I'm guessing they're open because you said it first. Well, that's a weird way to determine, but yes, you are right. Woo! And when you're dealing with less than, you would go to the left or to the decreasing side. Greater than is right or toward the increasing number. Are you ready for our final topic? Yes. What is it? One and two step equations. Oh. <laughs> you sound very excited. <sighs> very. <laughs> Do you not like them? They're just so very simple. That's the point. How would you solve x plus 6 equals 10? Subtract 6 from 10, making it x equals 4. What about 2x plus 6 equals 22? You would subtract 6 from 22, making it 16. Then you would divide 16 by 2, causing x to equal 8. And that wraps it up. Tune in next time with other things with Owen. Bye! Bye.